Uh, and I don't know how you're feeling about this year. Obviously, we've all been through uh, a rocky few years, and uh, then we've got things like Ukraine and that happening. And uh, I guess I was thinking about Easter, and I was thinking, uh, actually, how much sadness there is, and uh, even being down uh, at, at food care and connecting with people, uh, hearing people's stories. Often, um, st people's stories are pretty sad. Uh, there's a lot of sadness around, and our world is, is like that. It's actually filled with uh, a lot of sadness. We have ups and downs, um, but often uh, when you kind of scratch a bit below the surface, actually there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of sadness, a lot of sad situations. And that kind of feels normal to us. It's the world we live in. We live in a world of pandemics and wars. Uh, it's, it's our normal life. Um, we, we know how to live, I guess, in a world like that. Uh, some days are better than others. Uh, uh, some days, uh, depending on your circumstances, can change. They can feel positive, uh, but then they kind of go up and down. I've always laughed at... Um, or quotes, a little quote from the movie Ants. I don't know if you've seen that movie, Ants. Uh, and the queen ant uh, is talking to an ant that's been uh, causing a disruption. And uh, what she says is, she says, this is our lot in life. It's not a lot, but it's a life. Scott was miming the words there, it uh, looked like. Uh, he knew that one. So it's not a lot, but it's a life. And sometimes our lives can feel like that. You think, oh my gosh, there's not uh, much happening in my life. The reality is, uh, if we think about it, that actually our very best day here in this life, our very best day that we could ever have in this life, is actually going to be far worse than the worst day we will ever have in the life to come. If, if, and it's an important if, if we live in Christ, if we know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That's quite something. So our very best day, the best day you can imagine here in this life actually is going to be far worse than any day we will ever have as we live with Christ in eternity. Now, that's difficult uh, to get hold of because you think, well, I don't know about these days. But it depends, you see, on that if, if we are in Christ. Our lives before coming to Christ, they were a bit like fuzzy black and white old TVs. When you compare it to being in Christ, if you've got an 8K QLED um, you know, display, well, they're radically different from those old fuzzy black and white tubes. And it's a bit like our life before knowing Christ was this black and white fuzzy thing, and our life since knowing Christ is something radically, radically different. Becoming a Christ follower, becoming a Christian, you see, it's not just adding some religious bits to the life we already have. 
it's, it's not just becoming a nicer me. I'm, I'm Mike, and I become a Christian, and now I'm a slightly nicer version of Mike than I used to be. That's not actually what becoming a Christian is. Becoming a Christian is a radical transformation. It's a total change in who we are. Now, as I thought about this, and I thought about bringing this to you, and I thought, that's a challenge. How do we talk maybe to people who don't know Christ? How do I talk to you and tell you about something that you can't even imagine because you're used to this life that we live in? How uh, can you understand that? It's, you know, you don't know what you don't know. I know that's not very profound, but it's true. You just don't know what you don't know. And until you know Christ, you don't actually know what the difference is. I thought, well, how, what, what is that like? And it led me to um, actually a little video I'm going to play for you in a moment of a guy who was born blind, and he's talking about vision, so he's never been able to see. And he's talking about, well, what does vision mean? Let's have a quick look at that. Thanks, Gil. Someone on YouTube asked me about vision and about how much I understand of it and how it works. And, you know, is it is something that I can wrap my head around or is it just a perception to me or what? But I'm not sure I understand the question, so we'll see if you can understand my answer. <laughs> vision is an incredible thing. Like, I have no idea how it works. The things that you guys are able to do blows my mind. One of the things that really that blows my mind is depth perception. Like, you know how far away things are. For example, like, so you're driving a car, you're driving like 45 miles an hour, and then there's a red light, and you just slow down, slow down gently, and boop, right, and you're right into position, and you're right next to another car, or whatever it is, and you're right at the light. I, I don't know if I quite understand how that all works. Being able to catch a ball is neat. <laughs> like, you know, someone has to tell me, okay, there's a ball coming to you, hands out, you know, and try and catch it. But you guys just see it. I mean, you always see these clips of people like on ESPN and stuff who have a, an ice cream in one hand and they catch a foul ball in the other. It's incredible. I don't know how you guys do that. I mean, like at a baseball game, I, I listen, I know the odds are a zillion to one, but I'm always afraid. Like if I'm at a baseball game and a friend of mine, you know, runs, you know, goes off to get something or runs to the bathroom, or whatever, and I'm sitting by myself, I'm always scared to death that I'm going to get hit with a foul ball, no matter where we are in the stadium. It really is scary to me, though. <laughs> Another one of the things that, that I just don't understand is how you can draw a three-dimensional thing on a piece of paper, on a flat piece of paper. Like I tried to draw, and I, you know, I don't know if it came out right or not, but you guys can draw a car on a flat piece of paper. You can paint a car on an easel. And, it looked, and anybody who would see it would look, oh, there's a car, I see that. I don't get how you do that. To me, it's just a flat thing. It, like sculpting makes a lot more sense to me, right? Because it's three dimensional and you can make something, you know, like a, a car and you can put the wheels on the bottom and everything. Um, you know, it's all very logical, but on a flat piece of paper, I don't understand how you could see a car. It, it I don't get it. It's, it's really strange. You have quite a gift. You really do. 
See, I'm trying to think when I sort of figured out that people could see and I couldn't. I mean, because my sisters all could see. And my parents, obviously, and all my relatives and stuff. I, you know, I think that's just the way it was. And I don't think I really got what vision was until like maybe high school, you know, or junior high, you know what I mean? Because I was too busy just trying to figure out how to fit into my own skin, you know, and trying to be comfortable with myself. There's so much of vision that I just don't understand. There's tons of it that I don't get. It's amazing, isn't it? Incredible. And here's this guy, and as he said, he, he grew up just trying to fit into his own skin, and then suddenly he thought, well, what does this mean that, that some people can see and, and I can't? And it's like that really uh, for us as we think of Christianity. It's hard to imagine what it is until you actually get there. And it's hard for us to understand uh, as we talk about Good Friday and we remember that Jesus died on the cross for us. What does that mean? And so my sincere prayer right now is that if you don't know who the Lord Jesus is, that actually He would reveal Himself to you, that He would open your eyes to see the truth, because the truth is found actually in this person, Jesus Christ. You may have heard the Easter message before, but today I'm praying that God will reveal Himself to you, that you'll be able to grasp the enormity of what Jesus did by going to the cross that you would, like that blind guy, suddenly understand and experience sight. He hasn't been able to do that, but I pray that you would be able to understand who Jesus is by coming to Him tonight. Because the truth is that the world, this world as we know it, uh, it's going to be judged. It's actually waiting for judgment. Judgment is going to come on this world. But for us who believe in Jesus Christ, actually we know that our judgment has already happened because it happened on the cross. Actually, on the cross, our judgment happened and everything that uh, in my life deserved to be judged was put on Jesus Christ. And so He took my punishment for me. So judgment in the future now holds no fear for me because actually my judgment has happened because as I believed in Jesus Christ, all that I have done that deserves judgment was put on Him and He was punished for it. And what a punishment it was. I mean, really the mind boggles when you start to think of the punishment that Jesus took. It's it's hard to comprehend the enormity of it. You see, what was it like to have for God to funnel the cumulative judgment from all the sinfulness of His people down onto one man? What was that like to take everything that deserved judgment from all of God's people and to funnel it down onto this one man, Jesus Christ. What was that like? Because Jesus was punished not just for my sin, but for the sin of everyone who believes in Him. It's amazing to even think that Jesus survived as long as He did on the cross as He did. 
not just the physical pain, which was terrible, but can you imagine the emotional torments that he suffered? I was reading a book called Gentle and Lowly, and the author says this. He says, how did Jesus even retain sanity psychologically in, in absorbing the sum total penalty of every lustful thought and deed coming from the heart of God's people? And that is just one sin among many. How did he even retain sanity taking all our sin upon himself. Another writer calls what Jesus experienced on the cross as the voluntary endurance of unutterable anguish. This was the incredible love that Jesus showed. And it's hard to imagine loving so much because generally our love has limits. We We'll love someone until uh, maybe they betray us, and then we stop loving them. But Jesus continued to the cross despite betrayal. We love someone until they reject us, but Jesus loved through being rejected. We love, you see, up to a limit, but Jesus' love has no end. Amen? Amen? Amen. Yes, it has no limits. It has no limits. And the radical nature of God's love is that He doesn't meet us halfway. He doesn't hold back and say, well, I'll see whether you come uh, towards me. I'll see whether you're worthy. Are you worthy of love? He kind of, you know, doesn't assess us and say, well, yeah, that one's good enough, but, but this one's not good enough. I'm not sure if you're worthy. No, His love is, is all in. It's all in. And it's made even more wondrous by the fact that He draws near to us and pours out His love on us while we still disregard Him, while we still hate Him even, while we have no time for Him, yet He comes to us and pours out His love. And today, even if you don't hate God, maybe you're just indifferent to Him. Imagine what that feels like for God. He's the creator. He's the one that created you, but you ignore him. Maybe you think he's a fairy tale. What's his response? His response actually is to want to pour out his love on you. He wants to bring you from the black and white into glorious technicolor. He wants to give you life in abundance that you can't even imagine. That's his response to your indifference. That's his response to your hatred. It was to go to the cross and take all this punishment on himself so that you can know real life. Because before Jesus went to the cross, there was this obstacle, there was this barrier between us and the holy God. But Jesus, as I said, taking all our sin upon himself, taking this terrible punishment, he changed everything. And now it only takes one thing to discover this real life. It only takes one thing to gain our sight. It only takes one thing. And that one thing is for us to believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. He's done the work for you. 
if we believe in Him, we are changed, completely changed. As the Bible says, calls it born again. And we find this true freedom for the first time. Our blind eyes are opened and we see suddenly everything looks different. Our whole perspective of life changes. Maybe you don't realize it, but when actually you give your life to Jesus, you find that everything looks different. The way uh, the troubles of this world, suddenly they look different. They pale into insignificance compared to what God is doing in your life. Our perspective of death changes. Death, instead of being this thing to be feared as an end, becomes actually this wonderful thing of being released into full life, of coming into an even more amazing relationship with Jesus Christ, of knowing Him even closer than we do today. It's a wonderful thing to come into that. And for those of us who are now in Christ, who can see, our challenge is not to see and not to let our vision become clouded by tepid thoughts of God's love and His heart for us. I felt God give me this phrase, tepid thoughts of His love and His heart, because we can feel like, yeah, I know He loves me, but it's kind of lukewarm a bit. It's a bit tepid. But actually what God wants to do today, even as we break bread, is He wants to set a fire in you afresh as He pours out His love on you again. He wants you to know the full blaze of His fire, of His love poured out on you. Not tepid thoughts, yes, I know He loves me, but actually He wants you to know the incredible Uh, fire of His love. He wants us to stop trying to win His approval by living up to standards that actually in Christ we've already reached. Because remember that it was while we hated Him, while we were orphans, while we were full of unbelief, while we were doing everything wrong, that He came to us. So as we come to communion now, I want to challenge you and ask you to let the truth of His death overwhelm you again. If the band could come up, that would be great. So the blind guy we saw in the video, unfortunately, he can believe that sight exists, but that doesn't change anything for him. But you today can believe in Jesus Christ And that will change your life. Suddenly your life will go from black and white to technicolor.